Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head You are now listening to ChairShot Radio Always Use Your Head Live from Captain Studios. Time for Ed Chamba Thursdays. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody else in between, good Thursday afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time you listen to this. It's your good buddy, your good friend, Rance K. Ray Cash. Once again, doing my interest species relationship with the big fish himself <laughs> it's a species it's <laughs> now kablam it's kablam now good point yeah we're, hey adam cole we're taking it before you take it from us uh, yeah well, copyright exactly. in, copyright coming yep it's all about the kablam <laughs> what's up brother how is the black country and the beautiful isle of the british isles treating you today well, I mean, I don't know about the black country because I, uh, yet again, still live nowhere near the black country. But, uh, yeah, weather's starting to turn now. We can, we're edging towards winter. Um, so the the weather's rough. But I've been pretty busy in terms of, of content creation recently. Um, been guesting on a couple of podcasts and um, UFC's in the in the midst of a I think it's about a fourteen week run uh, where they shows yep. every single week. So yeah, uh, finding plenty of stuff to keep me busy. Uh, fourteen week run that. Oh, um, I, I, I remember the days when UFC used to be months between shows, months, and I now it's every single week, which is great. I love it, um, and it's great for content, but. I do kind of, I look at the schedule and I think, yeah, I've got a break in November. I'll have a week off. <laughs> I can pre-record something in, in the middle of November. But yeah, it's cool. I'd be complaining if there wasn't any, but yeah. 
that that's how you know we're into this too deep when we look in the calendar we're like oh yes i got a week i don't have to record (laughs) i've got a day off (laughs) um so uh, you know, we try to do different stuff for you, and we could talk your standard wrestling news and the ratings and the graphs and the draft happened. I mean, any hot takes on the draft, real quick? Um, I haven't seen the final draft uh picks. Uh, did Asuka even yeah. get drafted anywhere? No, she's gonna be a free agent because people who were injured didn't get drafted. So, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but I saw uh, a post by a good friend of the show and uh, and brother from another mother, Mr. Paul Tully. Uh, he was saying how um, uh, SmackDown uh, is lacking major star power um, outside of, of Roman, um, which uh, looking at the, the, the roster, I, I tend to agree with him. I think uh, Raw got a really good deal out of this, uh, out of this draft. Well, Tully is also someone I love very dearly. And I use the word love genuinely. I love that guy. That's He's family to me. But I disagree. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> SmackDown did not. SmackDown made out like a bandit. Both shows got what they needed. Uh, let me explain what I mean. Um, of course, SmackDown is going to be built around Roman and Sasha. That's what it's always been built around, mm-hmm. right? You bring Charlotte over. Because apparently Fox asked for Charlotte, and you bring Drew. Right then and there, you have your biggest face in your company, with respect to Biggie. But Drew's been the guy for the past two years. Your biggest heel, and your two biggest non—well, two of your four biggest women. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you don't forget you got the Usos there, and you got the New Day. And now you've got um, Hit Row. Now you got well. I, we'll get to them in a minute. I'm talking about established people, okay? Like people you know, guaranteed to draw merch, to draw interest, to draw viewers. Those eight people have proven that for years now, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm comfortable putting Drew in that conversation now, right? Okay, and then you have a. I'm trying to bring up the list of the actual draft picks. Then you have a whole bunch of middle middle mid level talent who can always just be heated up with just a second nakamura and um jeff hardy is 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 there who people are already saying roman versus jeff in a tlc match in december and things of that ricochet is over there now and people have been begging for ricochet to get used right perfect example for him to get used uh things of that nature so i just think it's and then you get to you got the new people hit row new stars Rich, Rich Holland, new mm-hmm. stars. Shout out to shout out to England, um, and Zia uh, Lee, Zia Lee, and she was drafted in the third round before Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. So that means that and Finn's on Rob. But anyway, she's going to be a major person in the women's she's, division. After I, th- I think from day one, I've, she's had star power for me. She's always had star power. Her issue was putting it together in the ring. And I think she's finally gotten the whole package together. I'm gonna look at this link you just sent me. So they're the they're essentially the the, the two drafts, the two uh, rosters. So look, yeah, there we go. So looking at them, uh, you know, you uh, to continue with what I mean by mid level people, 
think of I'm just gonna name these people just for just these these men for you. Okay. Uh you have Cesaro, you have Happy Corbin, you Nakamura. have Nakamura, Jinder Mahal, Jeff Hardy, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, and Sheamus. You're telling me any one of those guys can't get heated up in a month and have a title, have a title run, a title uh angle with Roman? Oh yeah, absolutely they could. Uh, but I think uh um Tolly was kind of skirting around a, a certain point, uh, which I, I, I think is the, 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 the best point that he actually made was uh, he, he thinks that this could mean that Roman's uh, title reign is, is going long. He's going to uh, enter kind of record-breaking uh, territories, especially in the modern era of wrestling, which I'm happy for. I, I, I can't see uh, the ending sight coming from Roman. I think he's superb. Uh, in that acknowledge me uh, head of the table uh, run, um, but there's certainly room there to elevate some of the 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 wrestlers that we've wanted elevated for the past five years or so. You know what I would do, and we're a fantasy booking now. I would, and this is going this is going to sound crazy to you and everybody listening. I don't care. I'd go ahead and do that Jeff Hardy match, build Jeff Hardy back up to get. Jeff Hardy can build it up as my last shot at the world title. Mm-hmm. TLC match going out on my terms. You step into my world. And I'd have Jeff Hardy flukishly win that title and lose it back like the next night. Okay. That way you accomplish a couple of things. Number one, you keep everybody guessing because you just said everybody expects this to be a long title reign. Number two, Jeff get Jeff's always said he wanted one more run with this one more run in the sun. And and you want him to have one day. It could be a week, it could be a month. He's not gonna be holding it for a long term. And he, I think no. even he understands at this stage of his career, no he, he should not hold the title for a long run. No, absolutely not. I don't but think I, faces in general shouldn't have long runs with towels. Well, I agree with that too, unless you're a super face like John Cena. Or Hulk Hogan, where you must pause. <laughs> Uh, but I think most importantly, to, if if you mind you, so many people think this shit is more real than it is. Yeah, Jeff definitely. Hardy has always been very realistic about how the business is. If you were a wrestler, Mags, what would you rather have? A three, four month title reign that was I, or would you rather beat possibly the greatest champion in modern WWE history? And yeah, lose it, I mean, and lose it the next week. Yeah, I think you you make a good point about um, Jeff and his expectations, and and him. We as fans always want to see our favorite as the as the the champion. And and I've just had a discussion on Bang Bang podcast uh, about how um, I remember a Jim Cornette interview uh, where he was asked to to fancy draft a roster. Uh, and he went through a, 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 a lot of names, and a lot of them were people you wouldn't have normally expected. And when he was quizzed on why he picked those, he, he said, because you need people for other people to beat, because otherwise your roster is so top-heavy that you end up with 50-50 booking because you can't have your big stars winning all the time. Uh, and I think Jeff, uh, being in the business, certainly understands his role is always going to be to... Um, elevate uh, 
a, a heel wrestler. That that's his purpose. Whether that means he wins a title or whether that means he uh, falls short of of winning the title, his job is to to elevate uh, the next generation of wrestlers. So, for I, I I would if I was in his shoes, I would I would love to have a match against the the biggest star in in wrestling today because it keeps you relevant, it keeps you uh, in the hunt, and it's it's like like you said, it's one last shot at being the face of a company. So yeah, I think I would definitely take the, the match with Roman. And so and then if, I'd acknowledge him. Well, everybody, he should acknowledge him first <laughs> uh, for the record. Um, I don't think how that that's how it works. You have to acknowledge him after he's whooped the, the living piss out of you. You can't just be smart and just do it before any of the whipping happens. I mean, you could, but he's probably then not going to give you the towel because You've already acknowledged him. I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But you know, <laughs> you still gonna end up acknowledging his ass, so it might as well do yeah. it the first in the first place. <laughs> um, but if you if you go with the TLC match, Jeff sneaks his sneaks his way into winning it. And I don't want to make it a win in a way that it looks like he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> but you know, it, it looks like oh my god, he ups he upsets the champ, the ultimate underdog. Exactly. Yeah. Roman gets back, flexes his muscle. I'll run Fox. You got to defend it again this week. He beats him again. Bloodline, nefarious means. They get the actual proper rematch at Royal Rumble. Build it up. Big match. Jeff Hardy Royal Rumble title matches are legendary at this point. And then the Royal Rumble winner, who's probably going to challenge Roman, you can you can give that person. You already know they like to have a title uh, a title match in between there. Elimination Chamber, you could have Roman versus Jeff final encounter at Elimination Chamber. That way, the it build up for the Royal Rumble winner. So after Elimination Chamber, Roman can focus on that. You just gave Jeff two months in the sun as a legitimate championship contender, and now he goes into WrestleMania as a guy who's a lot better. Right now, if he walks into WrestleMania, he's in he's on he's on the Andre SmackDown yeah. before WrestleMania. Yeah. After that. He's getting a match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I mean, Vince, how let your boy? That's fair. Uh, it makes sense. Hey man, we be we be making sense because we make dollars. Because I'm Ray Dollars, aka <laughs> <laughs> the cash in. <laughs> um. So after what we came here today, uh, we actually, uh, so those of you. Who know? I am a huge comic book nerd. I'm a huge uh, Marvel fan. All superheroes, but you know, Marvel's, the MCU is huge. And I'm also a part of the show called Bandwagon Nerds. This week, we will be having our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Big stuff. I'm very proud of that. And, and you were on assignment for this week's episode. Literally. Yes. I had to go watch Venom as the show was starting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when we say assignment, like I really was tasked to go watch the movie. Um, but this, this, so yesterday was the season finale of one of the most genre bending shows the MCU has ever done. And that is what if, if you don't know the premise, um, there, the MCU in the comics has notoriously been a multiverse, which means there are multiple versions of every universe where Ray Cash and Earth 616 could be 
a good guy who does podcasting. Gray Cash and Earth 212 could be a prostitute. Gray Cash and Earth 2145 could be a cop. Like, you don't know what it is, but everything is different based on the universes. Uatu the Watcher, who is a, a, one of a, of, a, of a legion of beings who are tasked to just watch and record everything that happens on, on the multiverse, is narrating this. And so things that happened in the MCU proper are used, but there is something that changes them. And we see what happens after they're changed. For example, what if instead of Steve Rogers taking the super soldier serum, Peggy Carter took it, you know, if, if um, instead of uh, Star-Lord uh, being uh, Chris Platt, uh, what's his, what's my boy name? Um, Peter Quill. What if it was T'Challa who was taken and made Star-Lord and things of this nature, which really has been cool. Well, season, the season is ending with the Pentomet episode. It ended yesterday. So I thought, and shout out to the homie Louis Dangor, uh, friend of Mags and Mags's debauchery the click. I don't know what you, you call your peoples. Um, uh, oh, this, hey, shout out to Mags and his school of fish. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> friend uh, of the show, Louis Dangor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he brought up a what if that made me Mags and the whole click over at Radio Techers really think about it. His question mm-hmm. was, what if CM Punk beat the streak at WrestleMania 29? Would it have would that, that have been enough equity for him to stay? And mm-hmm. that brought a good conversation, which made me think, Mags, let's do some what if. Yep, it's uh it's there's so many kind of uh um twists and turns in wrestling that if uh just the slightest thing uh, uh, could have happened. We could have had a butterfly effect and, and changed the the wrestling business forever. So yeah, it's a, yeah. a cool um, idea to to have, and we're certainly not piggybacking off uh, Marvel. I mean, we are, but we're not. <laughs> but we are. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> hey, Marvel, if you want to sponsor the show, baby, we're right here. Yep. Um, all right, so we came up with two. That we're gonna do, we're gonna kind of break down, and we're not gonna go too long. I'm, who am I kidding? It's us. We might go three hours, but <laughs> but no, we really try to give a good introspective up to what we think would have happened, why it would have happened, and where would wrestling be as of today, mm-hmm. in October of 2021. I think we should start with the one that we're, we're gonna save the controversial one for after the break. How about we do that? Okay. Mags, being the resident uh, UFC and fighting aficionado on here at the chair shot, I think he has one that I think would be very fun to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. Are we talking Brock or are we talking? We're talking Brock. Well, first and foremost, you can't say Brock without saying it the way you're supposed to say it. I'm disappointed. Brock. Listener, oh yeah! <laughs> Thank you, Paul Bear. <laughs> oh no. yes, yeah. And 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 for context, this was actually Ray's uh, Ray's pick, and it's a great pick. Uh, I think there's uh, a lot of uh, stuff we can dive into in this, but essentially, it's uh, what if 
Brock uh, at the heart of his uh, his wrestling superpowers didn't up sticks and uh, get his his ear turned by mixed martial arts uh, and then again by uh, American football. Um, what if Brock essentially was a laugher at the 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 WWE? How how would that have affected the the landscape of of wrestling? Uh, in in terms of WWE and in terms of wrestling in general, so so I think with these what ifs, especially with the way Marvel did them, you have to start with kind of the breaking point, the point where reality continued to happen, and then you switch the converge. Yes, the co- boy, <laughs> look at them SAT words. They teach y'all real well out there in the black country, huh? <laughs> we invented the language. Well, yeah, you know what. That's a great point. Yes, <laughs> it is called English. That like that's legit. That legitimately, I just it just hit me just now. That's a great point. It is called English. I've been speaking English this whole time. Arriba. Arriba, right? Um, the convergence of this what if would be when he dropped himself on his head at WrestleMania nineteen. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, there's dropping yourself on your head, and there are doing uh, shooting star presses when you are uh, a three hundred pound man carved out of granite, uh, and you essentially spark yourself in the middle of the ring, then headbutt another man carved out of granite in in the shape of Kurt Angle. So yeah, I think he. Uh, he crushed some brain cells. There was definitely some CTE that night. Well, context is key, sir. That's yeah. Yours is a lot different than mine. That's a good, very well done. And I, I remember uh, listening to uh, a, an interview with Kurt Angle, and he he goes over that match, and he said essentially Brock was lights out from from that moment. Um, the, the the basically the 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 eyes were open, but there ain't nothing behind the scenes, and he mm-hmm. had to carry. Brock to the finish, including the F5, which Brock had. He just had no control over his motor functions. Uh, so that just goes to show how how amazingly talented Kurt Angle was uh, to carry a lump the size of Brock to a finish when Brock was, yeah, he was away with the fairies. By the way, Kurt's neck was broken that match. It like was. Going, going into the match, before mm-hmm. the match. That's why he didn't wrestle for like three months before that. So to have to do that on top of having a broken freaking neck again. And if you don't believe what we're saying, go back and watch the, his celebration. Mm-hmm. Brock is not, there is nobody home. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the first moment where Brock real. you know, when you're young and you're invincible, Brock felt invincible and he's never lied about not enjoying the business part of wrestling, the travel, the, interviews the the different nights in different hotels like he hates that part but he knew he had to play ball because mm-hmm. that was how the business was and he didn't have the equity yet to to demand different and he was really good at it when he when he immersed himself um but falling on his head and almost killing himself i think was the first time he realized man life is bigger than this shit and had he not fallen on his head I mean, I'm sure he may grow an interest in MMA and he may grow an interest in maybe saying, you know what, I want to try football. But I don't think he's so resistant to stay. 
like he was. He was mm-hmm. so ready. The reason why he wears that, he got that sword tattoo on his chest was because he felt like the sword of Damocles was hanging over his neck, mm-hmm. wrestling for the WWE, because he just felt like, I, 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 I can't breathe. This isn't what I, 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 I like what I do, but I hate the process in which we do it. I hate the travel. I hate this and that. I am not in the, I'm, I'm not an extrovert. I don't like talking to people. I don't like people. Yeah. I want to go home and farm and this and that. And so that's why he got that sword on his, on his chest. And then it went on to represent the diverticulitis and all this stuff. But so I'm going to throw it to you because to you, <laughs> because you mentioned you you really have focused a lot more on the UFC portion of this. I think UFC was kind of just, I need to make money. I don't think he loved it at first. I think he grew to love it. Where do you think that falls into this possible what if, if we're going with the idea that he didn't leave? Okay, so uh, just to to kind of add to uh, his, his mindset at the time, I think um, with the way he was pushed, he knew he he had equity, like you said. He knew he um, he had a, an opportunity to to broaden his horizons. I mean, this is a guy who uh, has has always had uh, competition in his blood from from being young. I mean, the guy was six two, two hundred and fifty pounds at like twelve years old. The guy yeah. has wrestled. All the way through his school uh, life, he NCAA he, heavyweight champion. Exactly. So he's always had that that competitive streak. Even if that 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 comp- competition is with himself, is with challenging himself. So I think um, wrestling was, or professional wrestling, should I say, was was a means to an end for him. It was a, a way to build enough status that he could explore other options um and i think once um once his WWE career, uh, career at the beginning had run out uh his contract uh, it was up and he was uh he was looking around at uh, other opportunities i think he's a kind of guy that he would rather try something and fail at it rather than not try it and always have that regret that I should have tried that thing. I mean, look at the uh, look at the NFL stuff. Yeah. What what other human uh, would have the the balls to to be in a totally different kind of sport and then think I want to try this? I think I could be good at this uh, and and throw himself so deep into into uh, NFL that he gives up everything else in his career to to hundred percent commit to it. Um, it obviously didn't pan out, but I think that's what he did with with MMA. He's always had that kind of hard hitting style, anyway. So there was a lot of uh, uh, similarities between um, collegiate wrestling and MMA um, in in, sure. in 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 the first place. So he certainly had that that solid background. Uh, I think his his time in Japan um, was a major influence uh, with that hard hitting style of uh, of New Japan wrestling after his uh, contract ran out and then he had his debut uh, um, MMA fight in, in Japan. Uh, and that's when the UFC saw, saw how big he was, how, uh, how uh, much of an untapped talent he could be for, for, for MMA. And they came calling and, and Brock 
as you said, was an astute businessman. He knew his value. Uh, and once he had um, the UFC and WWE both kind of at each other's throats to, to essentially throw money at him, um, he had the option of, do I wrestle 200 dates a, a year, travel all year, not be at home, or do I fart twice a year and I can spend the majority of my time chopping logs in Saskatchewan where I don't even have a phone and my neighbour who lives five miles down the road has to come and tell me when Dana White wants to talk to me. Um, I think for someone with uh, his um, his introvert nature and his, uh, his, his essentially his hatred of people, uh, I think that that was the, the ideal option for him. And he also twice a year gets to beat the living piss out of someone. Um, so for 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 uh, Brock, it, it felt like win win. I completely agree. Um, yes, Brock Lesnar is a notorious recluse, and which makes the years of two thousand two and two thousand three that much funnier, because mm-hmm. like he was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, so sticking with the what if theme, let's talk about this. The what if we chose was if he stayed. If Brock Lesnar stays, you remember he was, a, they gave him, they pushed him to the moon. Yeah. From he day one. Got, from day he, one. His first match was meant to be beating Stone Cold Steve Austin. In the King of the Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. He and would, and, and that, that essentially caused Austin to, to take his ball and go home. That was another way, another way if we thought about using it. Yeah, that. exactly. Um, so, but if, if Brock doesn't leave and chooses to stay longer, and we haven't put a timeline on when he if he if when he would leave, if he would leave. But we're saying he stayed after WrestleMania 20. Um this is the rise of John Cena. This is the rise of Batista. This is the rise of Randy Orton. Because WrestleMania 21, one of the most important shows from a character development standpoint we've ever had. Let me explain. Uh, JBL, old guard, loses to John Cena, new guard. Triple H, old guard, loses to Dave Batista, new guard. The Undertaker, old guard, has his best match at, at, at for the streak against Randy Orton, new guard. The Money in the Bank ladder match, all new guard people with the exception of Kane. Edge, brand new star, comes out of that match with the Money in the Bank ladder match and becomes mm-hmm. a brand new star later on in the year. That whole show was built around new people. Go even further. Eddie Guerrero, who is part of the new guard, I would argue, loses at the beginning of the show to his tag team partner, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It was so fe- featured and built for the new guard. If Brock is still there, does John Cena get made? Does Randy Orton get made? Does, does Dave Batista? Maybe Cena and Orton make it because they're so different. Cena's entertainer and a talker and a promo and all of these things he had randy orton is chills out of stone and has the great look but he is the perfect heel batista and lesnar are in the same lane maybe that hurts batista's standing but what do you think that all happens what do you think happens with the class of 2002 shout out to sheldon benjamin too uh if brock doesn't leave for them to ascend to that spot yeah, I mean, the does Bradshaw, does JBL become a thing? Well, that's right. Good point, because JBL became the champion because they had nobody else. 
Yeah. That's uh, a fantastic uh, point. And uh, going going into Brock uh, leaving, he he was still rocking the long dark hair, uh, the whole kind of like uh, Texas uh, bullhorn uh, style of character, and and it was only afterwards he became uh, rich man John Bradshaw Leffield. So um, yeah, I think Brock being around, he he stays the focal point of of the company, of, or at least of the brand. Um, I think you 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 don't see the the pushes of uh, Eddie Guerrero being as as high as they are. Um, you don't see uh, perhaps um, Benoit elevating to 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 that status. I think with Brock there, and especially if you look at uh, Vince and WWE now, they they are usually focused around one. Major star uh, with with Roman uh, and and with with Lashley, uh, Drew, Big E. There's usually only one person at, at the top of the card. It's, it's not like the 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 era of uh, of six wrestlers who could easily be the the champion at, at any one time. Um, I think Brock is um, is at the top of that tree for a hell of a lot longer, um, and we don't see the likes of the ascension of of, of of uh, Eddie Guerrero, we don't see the 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 JBL and the record-breaking SmackDown uh, champion run. Uh, yeah, I think um, SmackDown is would be very much the Brock show. So, if I can go a little specific, one I think one person I think that is is definitely changed is Randy Orton, and let me explain why. Randy Orton was fantastic in his role as the young boy coming up next with Evolution. <laughs> Which we right. just covered on Bagman. Bang. Um, WrestleMania 20, which was which was Brock's last show against Goldberg. At that show, Randy Orton and Dave Bautista and Ric Flair were able to get the Rock out of retirement to come <laughs> back to, to wrestle them Rock and Sock Connection versus Evolution two on three handicap match. So, like, they knew what they had with Randy Orton. Had one of the best Intercontinental Championship runs of all time. Now, fast forward to Brock and Goldberg. We went to WrestleMania 20. Benoit wins the title of WrestleMania 20, and now I can't watch it, but at the time, the greatest finish to a show ever. Mm-hmm. Benoit goes on to defend that title against Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Randy Orton wins the championship, shakes Benoit's hand, turns face the next night when Evolution kicks him out. That happened. Because Vince didn't want Brock to have that uh, record as the youngest world heavyweight champion ever, so Randy got the title. Because he's 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 a very salty human being. Well, yeah, of course, it's business, <laughs> business. Um, Randy wasn't ready. Everybody will tell you Randy wasn't ready. Randy will tell you he wasn't ready, and he definitely wasn't ready to be a face, let alone mm-hmm. the champion, right? And and Randy says that's probably the one of the worst portions of his career, even though he had so much success, because it hurt him from a character standpoint, which then, as much of a tumultuous human being as he was at the time we know that we know him, him to be now, it hurt him personally. Mm-hmm. It was if, a lot of pressure. A hell of oh a lot God. of pressure. The top of the show, the same show that has Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, and, and Triple H on it? Yes. Now, what helped increase Jericho too, by the way, he was on there. You mentioned him for another what if, possibly. If Brock doesn't leave, 
then Randy doesn't have to get hot shotted to that championship to break that to break that record. You can do Dave, who had the more natural progression, and break off, and then you can build to something different with Randy later, and he can grow the way he needed to grow, which may have helped him personally. I think that's a major change. Randy Orton was always going to be Randy Orton that we know him to be. But he really had to get down in the dumps and rebuild himself to become that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's the same Randy Orton in terms of timeline if Brock stays. That's one person I can guaranteed say, I don't think this happens. The other one is, I don't think John Cena becomes uh, super, super, super duper star John Cena until maybe three years later. Yeah, he's a, another one who, who like uh, Randy, was always destined to be a huge star. Uh, but if you've got a focal point like Brock, then that that can happen more naturally, I suppose, rather than it being um, a force fed. I think someone who we've we've, we've uh, overlooked a little um, is is opponent from that WrestleMania nineteen match. I think um, there was a lot of pressure on on Kurt. Uh, once, uh, once Brock left uh, to to be one of those big stars, and this is someone who needed a break. This is somebody who needed time away, um, and maybe if he was given that that opportunity to rest and and uh, recuperate, he wouldn't have got um, addicted to to painkillers. He wouldn't have needed the, uh, to essentially call time on his on his wrestling career. He wouldn't have gone to TNA. We might have seen Kurt Angle with a, a much longer tenure in in WWE had he not been so pushed to the limit uh, in terms of, of injuries and, and working whilst whilst hurt uh, to the point where he needed those sobers or the, those Vicodin or whatever they they call it. Perk Angle, Perk yeah. Angle, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I got two more. Two more things from this, and then I want to finish with where we would be today if that happened. My other two, much like your Cardango one, is number one, ECW doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Because ECW came back, at, and they were always would have, I think they always would have had the tribute shows because it's good money, good business. Mm-hmm. But he brought ECW back as a way to continue to grow the business because they went through such a time where it was difficult for them with money because they had lost so many stars, right? And because your Kurt Angle situation made me think of that because the wrestling the wrestling machine portion of Kurt Angle's career is kind of what made Kurt Angle say, man, I don't need to do this shit. <laughs> What's wrong with this? Um, the other one is, I, I can't quantify this, but I just have a feeling, unfortunately, Eddie probably was going to die the way he died because a lifetime of living the way he lived. But I don't know if what happened to Benoit would have happened because Benoit took what happened to Eddie so hard, but Benoit also felt like he had to, he couldn't stop. Right. Mm -hmm. And he had already, I think he, I'm please forgive me for speaking for a murderer and speaking for a man who had an 85-year-old dementia patient's brain, nobody knew what he could have done. But I'm just thinking that a rising tide raises all ships, and Brock not being gone means less work for everybody else because he's there. 
like you said with Kurt. Kurt was so overworked, he had to take 20 somers to get through the day. He mm-hmm. don't have to take 20. Now, he was an addict. He was going to take them anyway, but it's maybe not 20. Maybe it's 10 or whatever it is. So I'm hoping because what hurt WWE's business more than anything, they lost all their stars, and that killed them. But what killed their business was Eddie dying, then Benoit, and the situation. And that's why they went to, to PG because they had to change their business model to get profitable again, right? <laughs> if Brock doesn't leave, that may not happen because you have anchor points that the world knows that, well, yeah, Brock, well, you know, Rock is gone, but man, you know, Brock Lesnar's there. At the time in 2004, 2005, 2006, who can you say that about except for Taker and Triple H and Sean, the old guys? What new guy can you say still brings me in to watch? Exactly. And I think uh, with being um, very much in, um, into MMA, I think um, it's only apropos to to kind of uh, shine a bit of light on what would happen to the UFC had Brock not, uh, not switched sides. And I don't think, um, I th- whilst I think it would still be a huge deal because uh, the the world was kind of shifting towards uh, um, that real kind of combat art of, of, of MMA, I don't think it would have been as huge uh, as it is now. I think Brock Lesnar has been pivotal in making... Uh, the UFC and MMA, the the huge draw that it is now. I mean, you look at uh, the the pay per views that he was involved in. UFC ninety one against um, uh, Randy Couture. Couture. Oh, the title match, yeah. Uh, one of the first UFC uh, events to to get a million bars. You look at um, the rematch against uh, Frank Mir, Frank Mir two, uh, UFC one hundred. That's still now in the top three best-selling, uh, best, uh, most uh, viewed uh, UFC pay-per-views. The only, the only person who's, who's been able to top that is McGregor with uh, Diaz 2 and uh, Habib. So he's, he's even got in eighth place a UFC 116, Lesnar versus Shane Carwin. Shane Carwin, a no, a, a no name. I mean, a, a great a great fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's not a household name. And that did 1.1 million bars. So he has done absolute gangbusters for, for UFC. And even with his record not being not being that good in MMA, I think uh, he's got, um, what, three and two? Uh, no, sorry, nine, uh, nine fights, three wins. Uh, five wins, three losses, and a no contest. Uh, the the match with Mark Hunt, but yeah. UFC would have him back now, in an instant, in oh, yeah. an instant, because yeah. he would sell a million pay per views easy. Um, so I think uh, the UFC uh, did did great out of uh, Brock uh, chancing his arm and 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 trying something new and and. Um, Essentially, being at the top of the world in in MMA, so uh, WWE's loss was certainly uh, UFC and Dana White's gain. Completely agree. Completely agree. And uh, I love the fact that he that all that popularity came off the backs of the fact that he was a wrestler, like a pro mm-hmm. wrestler. I mean, WWE even 
had uh, Undertaker turning up to a UFC event to square off against Brock. You want to, to do it? To, yeah, exactly. You want to do it? A few years on, we get one of the, the biggest moments in wrestling history when uh, Brock um, Brock beat the streak, which links us perfectly back to, to Louis' uh, what if of whether uh, Punk should have been that person. So final thoughts, and we'll take a break, and we'll hit the other one real fast. Um, 2021, October 2021, Brock Lesnar has returned for the blah, blah, blah time. Crown Jewel, him versus Roman Reigns for the blah, blah, blah time uh, for the Universal Championship. If Brock never left, where would the business be today? Is anything changed for the better, for the worst at all? Or will we still end up to the same place? I, I don't think there's a monumental change. Uh, I wouldn't say that, uh, that that we wrestling wouldn't still be in a similar position that it is now. Um, I think when Brock has gone away for sometimes years at a time, when he's come back, he's always been a draw. And I, th- I don't think that changes with him staying in WWE uh, for, for that long. What I think you see is more accolades for Brock. Uh, you see... Um, uh, I think he's been a world champion tall about eight times, maybe. I think it's probably more likely he's he's touching Ric Flair's record um, in in that time. Um, but fundamentally, I think the the business uh, would still be in the same position. But whether we would have still the same um, players in that business that we we have now. Um, but uh, one thing I think that Brock doesn't get a lot of. Um, respect for is is actually making other wrestlers look like a million dollars. I mean, we we shit on Brock because he's uh, whenever he's champion, he's always away for months at a time. He's not the he's not, he's not the the most fightingest champion. But I think that's that's part of his appeal. If Brock was there week in week out on every single Raw or every single SmackDown. He he would lose that specialness. I think. I think we 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 get more entertainment or enjoyment out of out of him when he shows up sporadically to 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 basically put over a wrestler. I mean, look at the match with AJ, the match with Daniel Bryan, uh, Finn Balor. with Finn Balor. He he made stars of those people. The even the the Keith Lee thing uh, 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 at the at the was it at the Rumble? Royal Rumble, yeah. He made Keith Lee look devastating, and so I I, I don't think in in terms of the business, I don't think it changes uh, that much. I just think Brock wins a hell of a lot more titles. Uh, a lot more people are brought up to his level uh, in terms of uh, challenges. Um, I think it may affect Roman though. I don't think Roman is becomes the face of the company uh, as he is now. If Brock didn't spend multiple times away, I think Brock is the face of the company. So the so my only disagreement there is, and it's not because I'm a Roman stan. It's not. It's because there's only one guy that's been the face of a company for that long, and that's John Cena. Mm-hmm. Brock debuted in 2002. We're talking about him leaving at the in the middle of 2004. So for Brock for Brock to have affected Roman, 
That means he'd have to stay from 2004 to 2014 and not get burnt out, still be the top guy in the company unequivocally to the point where nobody else can be sent to that point. Because, like, I don't know. That's, that's a lot. That's saying a lot, right? That's why the only thing I think will affect, affect it is I think that we don't have such a lull in that time between trying to find new stars mm-hmm. because it was either seen or nobody else. Well, now Brock's here. You have someone to bridge that gap that can build. you can build with, and I think we take chances on other people. So Wade Barry gets a title reign, I think. I think people like that, we get chances now because worse come to worse, I got Brock on one show, Cena on the other. We good to go, baby. <laughs> so that's the only difference, I think. But I still think we get to the NXT years because Triple H saw the writing on the wall. Wrestling was changing. Yeah. And we needed to adapt with the times. Um, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna get controversial. Yeah, we we love upsetting wrestling Twitter. Hey, and you know what? If you like upsetting wrestling Twitter with us, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash the chair shot and, <laughs> and buy some shirts, buy some merchandise. Uh hashtag journalism. Um uh, the original corona, the corona shirt, not the virus, but the the beer. Uh yeah, whatever Mags' shirt's gonna be eventually when he gets one. Yeah, all that stuff. Come buy come buy some shirts with us. Come uh check your boys and uh help contribute to what we do so we can continue to give you great content like we're doing. Um with that being said, we're gonna piss y'all off when we get back. So it's all it's all Mags's fault. We'll yeah, I'll, I'll take the blame. I've got broad enough shoulders. And I'm always in trouble, so thank you. (laughs) We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. 
Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So... Literally, quite literally, the Brock Lesnar idea was my idea. This idea was a oh, look at man. you throwing me under the. I mean, you haven't even said what the idea is yet. Well, it's important and you've for me already to, throw me under the bus. It's important for me to say that. Well, what? Because I'm going to go as hard as as hard as you are. But it's important for me to say that because everybody would automatically think, "Oh yeah, Ray came up with that." Nope. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he did sign off on it instantly. The minute yes. I I put it forward, he was like, "That's the that's the that's the idea." He my lord, he poo pooed my Chris Jericho one. He was like, "Nah, that's not that good." And then when I mentioned this one, it was like, "Ding ding 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 ding, we got my, a winner." <laughs> my loins were instantly engorged with joy. Mm-hmm. So. That's a terrible terrible statement. My loins were engorged with joy. Wow. That's a Ric Flair style statement. Woo! (laughs) So I'm happy to bear the brunt of the blame for this. So uh, essentially, the the what if was, what if All In failed? What if the, the bet between Meltzer and Cody Rhodes, the, the, uh, an independent show, couldn't sell out a 10,000-seater arena. Um, what, if, what if it came to pass that All-In didn't, uh, didn't sell, that Tony Khan couldn't make a, a company out of, uh, out of All-In, that um, it, it, it fell dead on its arse? How would the wrestling business be now? without All In being a success. Pause for dramatic effect. All right. Uh, So, look. Just from an expositional standpoint, that's a hell of a a what if. Mm -hmm. My boy, right now, baseball playoffs have started tonight. Well, we're recording this on a Tuesday. But uh, Max hit a home. He hit a grand slam out this bitch. That's a great what if. So the convergence point has to be the night of all in, mm-hmm. right? You could, one could argue even the convergence point has to be the moment all in tickets sold out. I mean, started went on sale because they sold out instantly, yes. less than an hour. And Cody will say less than fifteen minutes. It's not true. There was a whole ass pre-sale, so um, less than an hour they sold out. So we're imagining that. The show didn't sell out, mm-hmm. and the show is so okay. Let me ask, let me ask you instead of assuming. 
Are we assu- are we saying that the show didn't sell out? Are we saying that the show wasn't good, or are we saying both? I'm I'm I think the I mean the the with the talent on the show, it was always going to be a good show. Okay. I'm I'm saying that they didn't um they didn't get yeah, the, the interest wasn't there. The, it, it was a uh, essentially a smattering of people in a ten thousand seater arena. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm let you take the lead on this one, but I just I just wanted to kind of get that understanding before we go deeper. Conversion point, would you say is the de- the actual show, or when tickets want to sell? I, I would say the day of the show because if you look at wrestling historically uh walk-up sales have always been pretty important i mean uh there's a there's a story uh that uh certain parts of wrestling media are trying to push about aw outselling uh, uh wwe in a in a uh, an arena even though aw's tickets went on sale way before WWE's and a way lower price point, but that's neither here nor there. WWE have always had very strong walk-up sales. Um, so I think the the the, the convergence is where uh, we get to the show and those walk-up sales haven't turned up and we, uh, we're left with um, 2,000 people in a 10,000-seater stadium. One more thing to note of just about that convergence point all uh, all out all in yes all in the actual show was held on labor day weekend here in america which mm-hmm. is a three-day weekend as a holiday weekend so it became a destination because of the three-day weekend and because of starcade yes. starcast starcast so we're also adding we have to assume that starcast flops too because there was a whole ass bunch of people that went to StarCast that only went because they got tickets to All In and wanted to spend their weekend doing well, something. I mean, the the reports that, that I read was that that, that first StarCast was was um, was a shit show anyway. Sure, uh, sure, it was. I mean, it, it had a lot of people, but it was not structured and planned well. Yeah, the 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 second, third, and fourth ones apparently went way better, uh, and that's another an, uh, another thing that that people kind of tend to forget about. That was a big deal for for Conrad to uh, to set up. That was a brave move. I mean, it's it's hitching yourself to um, a, a very much unknown wrestling company. If if All In would have flopped, uh, Conrad put a hell of a lot of money into that show. Uh, I remember him saying on one of his podcasts that uh, months and months down the line, the check still hadn't rolled in, uh, so he was mm-hmm. still well, uh, well in in the red for the for the show. Uh, it did a, a, uh, end up making him uh, a lot of money, and, and he did the show three more times. So it 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 was a success, but it could have easily not have been a success. And not only then would it all in been a flop, but Conrad Thompson, the the mortgage guy. May have needed a second mortgage on the Conradison. The Conradison. Um, and hey, I, I love people taking chances. He had never, ever, ever had anything close to any knowledge of what to do with mm-hmm. having a, a festival or a convention or what, what if. But um, so some of the matches on the card Stephen Amell fought um, Chris Daniels. Chris CD. Daniels. Yep. 
Um, Who's was returning as the Fallen Angel soon, which is very exciting. What the fuck was the point of AW and him retiring? And whatever, we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> um, there was that battle royal uh, that happened. Um, I know Flip ended up fighting for the Ring of Honor Championship. Flip was uh, was he not uh, Chico El Luchador in the, because yes. he was but Flip? There was the whole that but Flip storyline going on. Yep. Um, Jordan Grace right. was a, Jordan Grace was amazing in the, in that uh, that battle royal as well. Um, then you had Matt, uh, Matt Cross, Mad Dog um, against yes. MJF. That's right. Um, um, you had uh, Okada versus Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull, which is weird. Even now to think that's a, a weird match. Uh, it, you had the it's f- not so weird to me because Marty Skrull was like a 15-time, I'm exaggerating, junior champion. And New Japan never lets the juniors fight the heavyweights. Yeah. So it wasn't that crazy. And and there was a lot of uh, talk on uh, on being the lead in the run up of uh, of uh, Okada taking the mick out of uh, out of my school doing the yeah. two or five. Uh, you had the the women's four way, which uh, really put Brit. up. Who was yeah. it? It was Britt. Britt, was... uh, Madison Rain, Chelsea Madison. Green, and Tessa. Tessa, that's right. Um, you had Kenny. Which is a great match. Kenny versus Pinta. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Cody, Cody versus, versus Nick Aldis. Yeah. And then the main event was... Yeah, we uh, had Hangman versus Janela in the street oh, fight. Oh, that's right, because Pinella took that crazy bump. Mm-hmm. Um, good point. Great. And probably the most fun match of the night for me. Um, and then but the, go- the, the Golden Elite was the yes, main event. The Bucks and Coda versus Ray Bandito. And who was the, the third guy? It was uh was it Dragon Pam- Week? No, it was uh Dapper wearing Rey Mysterio Jr. Well, I said Ray and Oh uh, Ray Phoenix. It was Ray Phoenix and Phoenix Rey Mysterio. Was the, and, Phoenix was the third guy. Okay. Bandito, yeah. I know I know Ben, you can't miss that mask. That's the dopest yeah. mask in wrestling right now. I'm and sorry. Bandito was the star of that match as well. He was yeah. so damn good. That, so that's that's a really good card considering it's a convergence Huge. of all indie people. So it's this huge. so the card hits but there's no interest it's not not sold out very well and Meltzer wins the bet mm-hmm. go ahead so um the biggest thing that came out of this show was obviously the the interest of of Tony Khan in creating a a wrestling company i think if this flops a, it's a simple uh fact that AEW doesn't become a thing Tony Khan doesn't see the investment opportunity because as much as uh, wrestling fans don't want to hear it, Tony Khan has has gotten rich by making money from from his investments. And AW to him, as much as it's a passion project, it's also an investment. He wants to to make money. Billionaires don't throw money down empty pits. Empty black holes. He Have wants you met his the Khan to... family. Jacksonville I mean, Jaguars and Fulham FC. Have you met the cards? But they're still making money off, off that, the off the. It's off a the joke, brand. Max. Damn, exactly. you can't laugh at the joke. I mean, when when you're talking Fulham, there's nothing funny about Fulham. There's nothing. I can't believe AW's first show in the UK is going to be at Craven Cottage. That is a fucking dive of a of a, of a stadium. It's horrible. It's horrible, but that's new here or there. I don't think I, I think AW doesn't become a thing. I think um, 
Corda uh, and the Bucks and and Kenner, who at this time were were clearly planning uh, to break away from the the companies that they were involved with with Ring and Ring of Honor and and New Japan. I think that those um, they go back with the tail between the legs. Um, they they kind of realise that maybe we aren't going to change the business. Maybe we aren't going to uh, to change the wrestling world as 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 they claimed. Um, so AEW doesn't happen. We don't get that that new competitor, uh, but we have got a lot of wrestling talent on this show that need homes to go to, that need companies to wrestle for. Um, I think there's a, a a lot of people who, on this show that put themselves in the in the shop window. Um, Cody ends up back at WWE without a shadow of a doubt. I think he ends up back at WWE. I, 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 I still think there's a chance that he will end up back at WWE now, even oh, though yeah. AEW is a thing. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Kenny and the Bucks end up uh, in WWE. I think the the bridges were already starting to be burned uh, with with Ring of Honor and and with New Japan. That um, the options are not there for them to create their own legacy, and they end up be, being uh, drawn into the the bright lights of of New York, and they end up signing for 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 WWE. Um, I think the likes of MJF would probably end up being. Um, uh, scooped up by WWE as well. Uh, I, I, I would have loved to have seen him in that LA Knight style role in NXT. I think it, that would have been a good fit for him. Um, but yeah, I think fundamentally the wrestling business would be a hell of a lot different if All In didn't uh, didn't become the success that it was. Way more than if Brock uh, didn't leave the WWE. I think this is a uh, a seismic shift in in uh, in the world of wrestling. I don't think uh, WWE have that that competition. We don't have the the Wednesday night wars. We don't have NXT being pushed to uh, be a, a televised product uh, in 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 terms of kind of like uh, fitting in with the the WWE ethos of of, uh, of programming. Um, I think there's a hell of a lot of changes that that wouldn't happen if All In was was the turd in the punch bowl. Oh boy! So, I I really really had to think about what you were saying to come up with my thoughts because you make very compelling arguments. I'm gonna disagree, but, with you but you're wrong, and no. here's why. <laughs> well, I, clearly you're not wrong because we don't we, nobody knows. But I do disagree with some aspects. The one aspect I disagree most vehemently with is Tony Khan not doing anything. He was always going to get involved in wrestling. The kid loves it so much. And okay, so so then, if if creating a viable competition is is maybe not in the picture with with uh, with all in being a flop, does he not become invested in WWE? Does he not become a a big shareholder in the company? No, I don't think so because the cards oh, well, don't work that, for that Thanks for that. that. No, but, that, but that's something to think about. Does he because... buy out Vince? He may buy out Vince. They can't buy out Vince. Come on, sir. They can't buy out Vince. Mm, well, mm, I don't know. Them boys they... rich. Them boys rich. No, rich. Them, them, them boys are rich, but like 
to completely buy out Vince is they're not dropping a billion dollars on a wrestling company. Okay. But uh check your boy. The, the key word you said was a viable competitor. Tony, the, all the chatter and even Tony himself has said that he had been looking around quietly for years trying to figure out how to get into the wrestling business, right? He had talked to somebody who had done it uh, effectively in Billy Corrigan and, mm-hmm. and, and try to figure out how he did it and what he did. The reason he was able to do AEW as constituted was because the success of All In and those four people. Mm-hmm. If there's no success of All In, you said it yourself. There are still a bunch of wrestlers who need a place to go. I think Tony Khan still creates a wrestling company, but I don't think he goes and shoots for the moon. I think he creates an indie. Okay. I think he just creates an indie out of Jacksonville that, you know, essentially PWG East, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the leverage to say, I'm going to go to TNT because I got this, that, and the other. Look what we did. Here's all in. Here's all this. And have that. But he wants to scratch that itch. So I still think he does that. I still think he has an indie that ends up being MLW or something of that level. But he he's not shooting for the move for AW. So I think he still gets involved in wrestling. Secondly, I think you're right. I think Kenny and the Bucks go ahead and give WWE a try. The Bucks had the greatest contract Vince has ever offered anybody. And I say that yes. knowing what they've offered Brock, knowing what they've offered The Rock, knowing what they offered Punk. They offered them a one-year deal, six months out, somewhat creative control. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever get that deal ever again. No. That that was uh, when I heard the rumors of that deal, that that was mind-blowing. Like I said, Brock doesn't get that that kind of uh that that kind of deal. Taker doesn't get that kind of deal. Um Stone Cold doesn't get that kind of deal to to have a deal where you are, are, are there for one year. Um, and then after six months, if you're not happy with your uh, the way things are going, you can just peace. I'm I'm out of there. That's phenomenal that they, that they got offered that and That's turned awesome. it down. Brave that they turned it down as well. Respect for them for for believing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how big of a flex is that from from Vince saying, "Yeah, look, you're gonna love us. So if you want to leave in six months, go ahead." Like that's crazy. It's a crazy flex. Um, but I think they take the chance. I think Cody does not go back to WWE because Cody is still in pissy child mode. I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think Cody links still links up with Tony and becomes the Dusty of PWG East. Okay. Okay. But all the other guys you mentioned, I do think kind of vacillate between Ring of Honor, PWG East, um, New Japan, so on and so forth. Um, so I don't think there there is an AEW in the sense of it's the size of WWE, not the size, literally, but from structurally, no, but from a roster standpoint, the size of WWE, mm-hmm. we we start we went straight to television day one. I'm paying millions of dollars worth of deal. I don't think that's the case. You know, so uh but that's still a major change because, I mean, think of all the people who, I mean, you can't think of Darby Allen. Darby Allen had would have had to go to NXT, mm-hmm. right? And he's he talked about how much he didn't want to go to NXT. 
and that's that's if um, he was even offered a deal. Um, he had done one trial. I don't know if he did a mul- multiple of them, but he did one. That that goes actually. That's the 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 next point I want to make. Maybe my last point. NXT fully becomes a third brand, mm-hmm. and not in the whole. Oh well, you know we'll put you on. No, like it legitimately becomes a third, proper official brand. Because you have to, because the reason it worked in the first place was because it was competition to your main roster in house, mm-hmm. and with nowhere else to go, NXT becomes third brand. Global localization happens, and Evolve becomes NXT for NXT. Yeah, and I think we get um, the hangman page who is NXT champion. The, the, the rumors were flying around that he would, he would be the one out of the, the, the group of the elite uh, that would be pushing NXT. Uh, Kenny in the books obviously were main roster bound from, it's from day one. Yeah. Uh, but hangman would, would certainly have been in that, that indie group that they, they had in NXT. And I think he would, he would have fitted in well there. Um, but yeah, I, I think you you make a lot of sense. Uh, I think Tony does seem like he was was always destined to be involved in the wrestling business somewhat. Um, but instead of uh, having competition against NXT or against Raw or SmackDown, they would be competing against Ring of Honor. They'd be competing against MLW. Um, Against Impact, maybe, maybe the that kind of a forbidden door between Impact and and AW would actually swing the other way, and it would be Impact that would be getting the more of the benefit from that partnership than than the one we're seeing with AW now. Maybe Tony, maybe Tony hooks up with Billy Corgan and rebuilds the NWA in a new traditional 20, 2021 way, where. You know, NWA was built on, um, you know, you have Houston Wrestling with Paul Bosch. That's NWA. You got Eddie Gilbert, Florida Championship Wrestling. That's NWA. You got this over here in Mid-South. Then you got this and that. But it's all under the guise of NWA. Maybe we have, because WWN Live had that until that kind of disbanded. Maybe Tony and Billy built that. The new NWA. But it's, once again, Impact Wrestling under the NWA. And MLW under the NWA. Maybe we do that again. I don't know. Because, I mean, the world, that's essentially what the Forbidden Door is. It's just there's not a Forbidden Door championship. Yeah. And every, everything is run by one don't, governing body. Don't give Tony ideas. Yeah, good point. Because that will happen. Good point. Shut up, Ray. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, an, an, an interesting point to mull over because like you said there's no right and wrong answers it's it's all conjecture it's all um guesswork um but there's there's things in there that um you could pretty much bank on uh like you said tony getting into the wrestling business uh the books uh, and Kenny were, were so huge. They were outgrowing Ring of Honor and outgrowing New Japan that the only other option was to jump ship to, to WWE um, if if creating their own entity wasn't a thing. Um, and I, I do tend to agree with you on, on the fact that Cody was still that I need to prove my own legacy. I need to get out of, uh, out of the shadows. I, I've got... Uh, 
issues with with people in in WWE. I think yeah, he still has that uh, coming off the back of all in, but I think eventually he he gets to a point where he knows that if he wants to be a mainstream star, he's going to have to go back there. He's going to have to eat crow and and realize that there was only one big show in town, and that was the WWE. You're right, but I think at least going back, he can re. Drew McIntyre gave Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal have given the perfect examples of how to leave and come back. Mm-hmm. They left, particularly Drew, and he made himself a bigger star while he was gone. To where he, when he came back, he was undeniable, right? And I think Cody's first Cody had the greatest indie year of a wrestler, a wrestler ever had, in my opinion, the first year he left. Because he wrestled at a WrestleMania, a final battle, uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, Bound for Glory in the same year. Mm-hmm. It's, right? it's, it's, it's legend. Yes. His, I was such a big Cody supporter his first year afterwards. So he knew he uh, the Indies believed in him. But mm-hmm. he hadn't made himself an undeniable star. Building AEW and being the face of that company, and now being... You know, tri- Triple H, Miss Cosplay, has made him, in a sense, undeniable. And what I mean is, for all of my negativity about Cody Rhodes, if he became a free agent right now, Vince would call him in a heartbeat and saying, "Hey, we could use you." Mm-hmm. Before, when he left, they couldn't use. Like he would be, he would be used, but he wasn't a necessity. Yeah, he was stardust. Yeah. He, he was another guy on the roster. Now, mm-hmm. Cody comes back now. Cody's upper mid-card for life. Mm-hmm. Right? Before, well, when he left, he wasn't. He he, he walks into, into the, the, the top of the card. Cody is the kind of person now that if he upsticks, uh, I think they all signed three-year contracts, uh, if I remember rightly. I don't know if any of have re-signed. Uh, but if Cody... Uh, and Tony had a fallout, and he left at the end of his contract, he would walk into title matches in, in WWE right now because he's made a huge name for himself. I would agree. With, I could, he, the lowest he would get is where Finn Balor is, and Finn Balor mm-hmm. just had two matches for the Universal title. Exactly. So um, so as ultimately, he what he set out to do, he accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't accomplish that without going to a major company. And at the time, if there was no AW, the only place he could have done that was in Japan, and Japan did not accept him. I, no. And I don't I don't mean they booed him because he's a heel. They were dead quiet for his matches. They didn't care. They sat on their hands, yeah. So, I mean, I Cody's a good wrestler. Like I all my hatred for the dude, Cody's talented. He would have got he would have got them on his side one way or another. But it's just he walked in with this kind of American arrogance that you're going to have to watch me. He hadn't earned anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was uh, instantly in one of the biggest and hottest factions just because of, of who he was. Uh, and and then the whole kind of like uh, bullet club is fine stuff, that, that didn't go down well with uh, with the New Japan fans at all. No, especially when you're turning on Kenny, who was mm-hmm. like a god. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it any gaijin who cares enough about your company enough to your company and your country enough to learn your language 
he's always going to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good one. I, we should. I think we can end it there. Because I mean, we can't really go. How does it affect now? Because we did. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, but I tell you this. I I kind of wish Tony would have would have started smaller, and built built up. I think it would have been better for the long term. Mm, would it? Would it? I don't know. I think he he plugged into that zaggast of 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 apathy towards um, mainstream professional wrestling. Uh, and there was, there was certainly a, an outcry for, for a, a competitor, uh, for a more wrestling-based um, product. And I, I think no matter what he did after that success of, of All In, uh, anything that the books and Corey and Kenny was involved in was always going to be huge. What? So... I think it would have been um, it would have been short-sighted for him to uh, to start off with small indie shows. Why, when you have just sold a ten thousand um, seater arena on the back of of promotion sure. from social media? There was no like it wasn't a heavy televised product. It was promoted by wrestler social media. You would be um, you would be daft if you didn't plug into that and think if we can pull this off week after week, we've got a, a huge thing here. You wouldn't want to go and book five hundred seater bingo halls or um, two thousand um, seater uh, mini uh, outdoor arenas. You would want to keep booking ten thousand seaters, and if the 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 demand was there, fifteen, twenty, twenty five thousand seater stadiums. I think um, the way, uh, and as much grief as I give uh, AEW for uh, for some things, I think the way that they've built that company, um, it's it seems to to absolutely make sense. Um, there there is enough supply there to keep the demand uh, from from fans uh, satiated. Uh, and it's 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 looking like it's going to be a a viable alternative to to the the mainstream WWE product. Everything you said is right, and so maybe I was maybe I I, I don't necessarily mean like they should have run the, the ECW arena like small like indie mm-hmm. shows, uh, but I would have liked for him to have started smaller in the sense that he didn't start off as a as he didn't start off going after a billion dollar company with a major television company that came with expectations. The reason I mm-hmm. say that is because they've made so many mistakes that have been in the public sphere that if he would have started smaller, nobody would have noticed or wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I, and then when you're at your best, let's now let's go here. And I just feel like he'd have such a stronger and bigger fan base than he already has if he would have done that because people like me are resident to follow him in this company from a diehard standpoint because of all the bullshit and the mistakes and the lies and the jargon that they've come up with. That if he wouldn't, because he had to start from here, if he would have started from a middle middle level, keep the big guys, do four or 5,000 seat arenas, but let's build ourselves up to this. Mm-hmm. And then once we get there, we now we know how to book a show. Now I know how to book a tour. Now I know how to do this. Now I know how to do that. I, we're not. 
we wouldn't be having full-on conversations about black people aren't being booked in the shows. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be having full-on conversations about they need to book their women better. We wouldn't be having full conversations about they don't care about the health of their wrestlers in matches because they let a guy audibly be concussed and knocked out for a minute and a half and then finish a match. And then we a guy who's also in a, a ladder match in this coming week, the same, very same guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Matt. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't even hit me. That, yes. So so that's what, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. These issues would have been, you would have been able to kind of polish these issues out. So by the time you hit prime time, baby, we here. Mm-hmm. This is, you you know how long it took for WWE's products to be shiny and pretty? And it's oh, not perfect. And they'll never be perfect. Check out a, a changing attitude because it took a goddamn long time. We're 20 episodes into the show and yeah, we wading through some shit. There's um, some rough moments. But I, I think in terms of AEW, um, I, I think it was always going to be a big thing. Uh, so I do uh, do uh, see your point of uh, of Tony needing experience. Um, but I think I would have liked to see that with another company, with him having already having that experience in the wrestling business uh, of, of having a, a, a smaller uh, independent promotion um, in, a, in a smaller territory and then seeing these guys do big things in, in all in and thinking, I can upscale what I've got. And 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 create something with, with these guys. Um, so I think if he'd have got that experience beforehand, before all in was even uh, uh, even a thought uh, in in coding Dave Meltzer's man, I think that would have made for a um, a, um, a more com- coherent product from AEW. And to be fair, uh, a company of two years uh, of age, they they do a hell of a lot of things right. They do a yeah. hell of a lot of things wrong. Um, but they do a hell of a lot of things right. Uh, yes. And and there's a reason why they are uh, as popular as they are. Uh, but I think if he if Tony would have had that experience, uh, some of the silly things that have gone wrong, like the audio production, which grounded me for a long, long time, um, the, the, the stuff with JR not knowing the wrestlers' names or the names of the moves or just the apathy shown towards the product, the, the way that... Uh, um, he definitely, yeah, yeah, the, the stuff with Sammy Guevara, the stuff with um, with Max yeah. Caster, all yeah. these kind of like uh, controversies. Uh, he could have had, he would have had more experience in dealing with this. The stuff with Jimmy Havoc, um, that he could have had more, um, of a knowledge base of what I have to do in those situations. Uh, that would have been a, a, a lot better for him, but. As much as we rag on Tony Khan and he gives us a lot of ammunition, there's a lot of law hanging fruit there. Um, he's living his dream at the end of the day. He wanted a wrestling company. If I was a billionaire, uh, I'd want a wrestling company. I'd want to hire the, the best wrestlers in, in the world to, to come and wrestle for me. So I've got to give him props for that. He's putting his money where his mouth is. He wouldn't be in the he wouldn't be in the red because he would have learned how to manage his money better and not just throw not just fix problems by throwing more money at it. He would have learned that you need a team, get yourself get you a team together so that you don't have to do and oversee every single aspect of the business. Like there are so many things that he's needed to learn and he still needs to learn that he's he's going to learn, but could have learned 
had he not immediately when he, once he got the ball said I'm dunking on Jordan. Like it's okay to be the sixth man every now and then. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start eventually. Hell, you're gonna be AEW is gonna be a superstar company um, from day one. So I'm 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 not so daft as to not realize that the demand was so high that they had to do what they did. But I'm just saying it would have been nicer for me, for my fandom, to have seen them build up to the point they're at now a little more. And that way he's a better person, a better booker, better manager, a better everything. And the company will be better in the long run. Then you start off and day one, you're, you're 1B. Well, you're 2. But mm-hmm. in the eyes of fans, they're 1B. Yeah. Right. That, well, one A and nothing else. Just well, their fan base. All right. What if? What if? Well, I can tell you what if. We about to get the fuck out of here. That's for sure. Um, but what if we return next week with another show? Ooh. Uh. Next week. What's happening next week? That crown jewel. Next week, we oh. breaking down crowd. Are we? Are we? Are we previewing Crown Jewel next week? Have you watched a Crown a Saudi show yet? I watched every one. Really? I may have missed one. I enjoy watching them only because it's something to do during the day. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, I, 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 don't get me wrong. The first Saudi show was really was really entertaining. Other than that, one match, not really. It's not really good stuff. Um, but <laughs> they trying to make me care about this card. Big E, Drew McIntyre, Roman versus Bracken, the best story they've ever had. Becky versus Bianca versus Sasha. Like, they really, and then the finals of the King of the Ring and the Queen's Court tournaments. Mm-hmm. They really trying to make me care. And they're also trying to uh, to maybe secure some more big money Saudi Arabia deals. Oh well, that's well, that's why they put this big of a show on. That makes sense. <laughs> right. I wonder if they, I wonder if they've been able to drag up your Kazuna for a show because I know uh, the the Sheikh was adamant that he wanted your Kazuna on the show. They did. They got Babatunde. Oh Jesus! Shout out to Commander Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm interested in a Goldberg match. I haven't been able to say that since Dolph Ziggler. Wow! Wow! As like they they are doing, I, I barely know the card. I am so out of the. That's the card. That's, that's the whole card I just named. That's 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 it. That's, that's it. pretty that's much it. the law. <laughs> yeah, as it as it's presently constituted, I don't think anything else. Uh, oh, and uh, the only other match that they that is listed as of now that I didn't mention is RK Bro versus AJ and almost for the titles. Yeah. Um, they're really doing, pardon the pun, the Lord's work. Not, no, nothing. Okay, you can find me at It's Ray Cash. That's R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars. Um, go ahead, Max. Where can they find you, you? You can find me. Well, if 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 you want to direct any hate, it's at the Matatat UK. Um, but if you've got nothing but love, then you can find me at Podfather Max, where I have links to all the ridiculous number of content that I'm involved in. I mean, we should do a what if 
of what if I quit podcasting? You'd have nothing to listen to because there'd be no other podcasts uh, available. But yeah, uh, come and follow me on Twitter at PodFatherMags. My Spotify... Uh, my Spotify... <laughs> It'd be a tumbleweed. Hot. Just like... <laughs> You have to listen to music for once. What? <laughs> um, yeah, of course we're at the Chair Shot Media. We're, we're part of the Chair Shot Radio Network mm-hmm. at Chair Shot Media in conjunction with the Chairshot.com, where you always use your head. That we hadn't done that in a while. I'm sorry. I just no, left you out. Yeah, there. You, you threw me. You threw you threw me under the bus multiple times on this show. Is is it a double decker bus because you're British? It's <laughs> dual decker buses are kick ass. I mean, you know, I ain't never seen no double decker bus running running through the hood. So, do you, do you not have double decker? I mean, this is going way off off tangent. Do you not have double decker buses in the, in the states? There is not one that exists, <laughs> not at all. Do you have bendy buses? Only in really big cities. Okay. Wow, you need to get on a double-decker bus. There's there's not a lot like it when you're riding at the top of a double-decker bus, especially if it's an open-top one. That's rain flowing through your hair and shit. I, yeah. Hey, well, in 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 the UK, it's it's usually rain pissing all over you. No point. But well, when I come visit you down in Blackpool, I uh, am not from fucking no Blackpool. That my is bad. A... Was it Dudley? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally over end of the country. <laughs> oh, I, look! I'm just naming cities that I've heard that are in the back country. I don't know. You've heard of Dudley, of all the places. That's, That's where Tyler Bates from. Yeah, Tyler Bates. Yeah, no, Dudley. He's from Dudley, Birmingham. <laughs> By the way, I I love British pronunciations because you know we have a Birmingham, Alabama, in Alabama, Alabama. So, but because of you, now I say Birmingham. So, thank you for that. It's a silent H. H. I love it so much. Before I keep, before I continue to just show my love for, for English, the English language is that is that proper to say the old English language? Ye old English, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna get out of here. So, thank you for listening. We'll see y'all next week, Uh, and. Tell tell people something in English and in and fish ease. I've I've I have totally not spoken fishies in a long ass time. I, I really should uh get back on Duolingo for my uh <laughs> for my fish talk, but yeah. <laughs> Check out everybody else uh, and all the amazing content here on, on Chairshot. Just a great team of, of amazingly talented creators putting shows out day after day. A great amount of uh, talented writers on on, on uh, the website doing articles and, and uh, opinion pieces. So there's a lot around the, the Chairshot for, for, uh, for you to be entertained. So definitely go and check it all out. But... Uh, that's it from from us too. Uh, we'll speak to you next week, and remember to always use your head.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.